Hey guys, try not to be too shocked, but it's Sarah and Laura, and we wanted to do a quick podcast episode about a, would you call it a pressing issue, Laura? I think that is a good understatement for it. Like downplaying, like an alarming or disturbing or super gross. Super gross sounds accurate. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, I mean, that um issue that's happening I I mean it's weird because I want to say like it's in the book world but I feel it's a really like more of like in the universe because to be quite honest I have not been paying a lot of attention to the book world this year which I'm sure like now everyone's just like unsubscribing on iTunes um but in particular the last like couple months I have not um paid a lot of attention to what people are saying because I'm more concerned about like the world at large And, um, but I've seen... So there's been this kind of interesting intersection of that today. Yeah, and I've seen, so what I think is really interesting is that I've seen people who are in no way connected to the book world who are, you know, I follow on, like, say, my my main Twitter account, so not my my blog Twitter account, um, who are just appalled and outraged, you know, folks in the, you know, the political world or the media um, that's one of Simon and Schuster's imprints, um, which is called what is it? Threshold, which is the most absurd. Yeah. Which is a um, apparently a super edgy and cool, Sarah. Obviously, that's what it means. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. I, I I'm not sure what their mission is per se. I guess it's called Threshold Editions, and according to Wikipedia. It is specializes in conservative nonfiction, and um, they're they do a lot of like they did Dick Cheney's autobiography. They've done Carl Rove's books. They've done Oliver North's book. I mean, they don't actually have a very big author list, which I think is kind of mm-hmm. interesting. Um, but that's basically their. They do nonfiction books for people who are more or less on the very conservative extremist um, speaking circuit. Would that be a good assessment of what that, the editorial yeah, direction of that? Yeah, I think that's that, pretty accurate. I mean, and I do think it's really important to like, that it's very much connected to this, the like speaking circuit in that particular niche because like those, there's a whole economy. And I don't know if anyone's even talked about this, but there's that whole economy around like, People get paid to go speak at an event, and then people at the event buy that book. Like, there's this weird, like, they get paid a lot of money to do these speaking gigs, and then they make money, the publisher makes money because books get sold at these speaking gigs. Mm-hmm. Has, have people talked about that? I kind of, like, got went down a rabbit hole. Uh, I don't think I've heard people discussing it, but I can see. So it's, like, very yeah. immersed in these people's like their public personas I guess is Mm -hmm. like like you know like Laura Ingram who's a fucking whack job um (laughs) sorry um she goes and does you know does a talk and then all her books are available for sale so like Mm -hmm. it's like really I think I think the thing that's important to talk about when you talk about these kinds of imprints is that they're all they're part of that person's like platform you Mm -hmm. know does that make sense yeah and so it's like, and I think that's actually a piece that's made, I don't know if it's been completely missed because I haven't read all the things, but like in the furor that's been around this, like, I think that 
the thing that people are missing, especially people who are defending this bullshit, is um, that they're... Um, I've, I have done two swears in like 30 seconds, by the way. I think that might be a record. For that might be a record, because you're actually very good about not really swearing on this podcast, I unlike um, you. me. <laughs> Um, but like that it's like all part of like creating a platform for this like really fucked up people, right? Yeah. And so they just they so it leaked out through the Hollywood reporter that they had offered a, you know, a pretty which is see, and this is where it also gets weird because people are saying, well, it's not that big a book deal. But apparently for this type of book, it's actually a reasonably large book deal, a quarter of a million dollar book deal, um, for this um neo-nazi asshole i think that's a good way of putting it right yes that's, I think that's accurate. Being pretty generous um, yeah i would say so too who's been kicked off twitter because he's um incited harassment and abuse um he uh harassed a transgender student at university of wisconsin at one of his talks um he's known as he's a Breitbart writer known for his anti-Islam anti-woman um he's a neo-Nazi voice um Mm -hmm. I mean I don't know a better way of describing the problematic nature of this person right yeah so they've offered him they he has apparently done has a book deal with one of Simon and Schuster's imprints and there's been this really it almost feels absurd um debate among the sort of Twitter folk um, around whether or not it's okay to boycott Simon and Schuster as a whole as a result. Does that? I mean, am I even assessing? Like, yeah. am I even summarizing? I mean, yeah. I mean, there's definitely been uh, a lot of people who seem to have opposing views on this, which kind of surprised me. It kind of did me too. I was like, really? I mean, I guess maybe it shouldn't, but it did. Yeah, it like honestly, I thought because I guess for me, the thing that surprised me is, is that I sort of thought. I mean, in general, the book community that um that I'm exposed to, and again, everything is super self selective. I mean, so I don't think like just my experience and what I read is like necessarily representative, but I think it's reasonably representative. Um, I sort of thought we'd all agreed that um, supporting and funding neo-Nazis was unacceptable. Like, I thought we'd agree that as a society, and it keeps kind of, like, I keep feeling like I'm getting, like, like that notion keeps getting, like, I keep getting sort of, like, confronted with the reality that actually there's a lot of people who think it's kind of okay. Yeah. It's, now I'm just going to cry. I'm glad I brought a bottle of wine into my office with me. When we were... Oh, yeah, that was smart. <laughs> and discla- disclosure, actually. I just, I just put my squad pants on. Oh, my goodness, so did to... I. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Was, I totally spazzed out there. Um, so, yeah, I um, yeah, we have squad pants because we're that awesome. Yeah. I'm also wearing my hot pink um, I'm not ready to make nice t-shirt. Yeah, because we're classy guys. Yeah, I don't know. Laura, have you seen my I'm Not Ready to Make Nice Tea? I have not seen that yet. You're going to have to wear that. If I hadn't have spilled tomato sauce on it um, (laughs) earlier, I would wear it to lunch tomorrow. But, (sighs) you know, things happen when you're cooking. Um, I do feel like I did prepare for this because I did make notes. I I put on the squad pants and the T-shirt. And grabbed the bottle of wine out of the wine fridge. 
So, you know, it's I'm, classy I'm not going fish. to drink the whole bottle of wine because I would actually die. Um, but I thought I may need a second glass. So, um, anyway, sorry to get distracted there, guys. Um, so, I mean, that's, I mean, I think that's the sort of, so folks have been saying that, um, you know, a boycott is problematic because it hurts everyone at a publishing house, right? I mean, I, I don't know. I think that's the essence of the argument. It hurts everyone, but it's not everyone's fault, so we shouldn't do that. Yes. Well, I mean, first of all, I can spend my money however I want. So you don't get to judge me about that. Like, I mean, right? I'm sorry, my money. <laughs> I mean, that's. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I. I mean, there are a lot of companies I choose not to spend my money with. Um, GoDaddy is one. Like for yeah. years. I mean, I work in tech, and I will not spend money with GoDaddy, and I steer clients away from them because they're a terrible company. Um, you know, there are businesses I choose to support because I feel like they are good companies whatever that yeah. means like we were talking about costco um yeah so yeah we can spend our money however we damn well please based on our own system of ethics correct but, yeah yeah or just like even if we don't have ethics we can still spend our yeah. money however well, it's you not, know and what it's I mean? also like not a, my responsibility to like sort of take care of publishing in a yeah. way that they always, I mean, we've talked about this extensively, how, you know, there's Publishing this idea that... doesn't give that a shit about me. They so. don't give a shit about readers. And this idea that, like, oh, well, it's up to readers to, you know, buy certain books, to do this, to do that, in order to see more of what we want in the world. And it's such bullshit because they don't even see us as their customer. So it's just like yeah. this, they only talk about what we should do when it's convenient to their bottom line or it threatens their bottom line. Yeah. They do not care about us. Yeah, pretty much. And like, honestly, it's like, and I mean, I think this is the case for pretty much anything, but money is one of the only ways of leveraging that I have. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, so if saying that I'm not going to buy any Simon Schuster books is a way of like saying, keeping hey, them from offering money to, like, to neo-Nazis to write yeah. books then like and then really like what they're doing is and that's this is the thing that also pisses me off is that these folks who are in the published establishment publishing establishment are saying well $250,000 isn't that much, much money which is hilarious by the way and um, but on but in reality they're putting like this, they are investing money, and they'll probably spend another 250000 promoting it, right? Isn't that how the ratio mm -hmm. usually works? They are investing money in building the platform of a neo-Nazi. And it, people in the publishing establishment, and everyone I've seen who has criticized folks like us for saying that, hey, you know what? Boycotting Simon & Schuster as an entire house is a reasonable action as a result of their choice. Yeah. Um, they're all people who have some financial investment in the publishing infrastructure. Um, the what only a coincidence, guys. I, I totally lost my train of thought. I just got really mad. Um, like, literally, like, the only power I have is looking at the spine of a book and being like, okay, which house is this with? Oh, this is a Simon & Schuster imprint. This, reading this book and spending this money is is not as important as standing up for what's right. 
And yeah. uh, and you know what? There's a lot of other. I have a lot of choices out there. there. I mean, I've got books on my shelves that I mean I bought and they've been sitting there for like five years and I still haven't read them. Yeah. Because that's just the kind of book buyer I am. Yeah. Like I'll like I mean honestly like I'll I mean like I don't need your book Simon and Schuster. Yeah, I mean, and no. there are like there are some great authors who are published by Simon and Schuster. There are oh, yeah. I really like. I have friends who are published by Simon and Schuster. Yes. Um, but it's important to me also. What's more important to me than supporting these individuals is supporting is helping to fight back against this. I mean, I you know to resist this sort of rise of like Nazis in our country, like that's what this is about and I know it sounds extremist and alarmist but I really believe that's what this is about like Simon and well Schuster I really think that like a lot those- of people are okay with like now that this election has happened um with like normal like I feel like there's been a lot of effort by the media and just people in general to like normalize, normalize this the neo-nazi point they of view to make sure that they are not affected by what's going on in our country. And these are privileged white people. Like, and I'm going to make it, as as a white person, like, I feel like it's, I can say this and make everyone very uncomfortable, I guess. Like, they want to make sure that they have a piece of whatever's happening and that they won't be affected by what, you know, what's going down. So by saying, like, by sort of tacitly supporting Simon & Schuster's investment in neo-Nazi, they're covering their own asses. Does that mm-hmm. sound mean, Laura? No. <laughs> I mean, I don't actually care, but, like, I really feel like that's what a lot of these folks are doing is, like, well, I see the, t- the way the tides are going, so I don't want to be that person who's sticking my neck out, you know, if I'm, a, you know, a publicist or an agent or an editor and an imprint. I don't want to be the person who's saying, like, hey, this is unacceptable because I can see that, you know, there's money or, you know, there's whatever in, you know, supporting neo-Nazis. Yeah. That's what they're saying. When I see them defending this, that is what I hear. Is that they're saying I'm okay yeah. with this because I want to make sure I have my piece of the pie for the next four years. Yeah. So that, sorry. Did that sound irrational? That's a very emphatic cork popping. <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> talk about this stuff I feel like I'm gonna explode like and I don't and I don't know if that's normal or if I'm having some kind of psychotic break but that's honestly the way I feel because to me it's unfathomable that anyone who is reasonable or compassionate or gives a single shit about their fellow humans would support in this particular you know micro incident you know Simon and Schuster but really any any you know, media outlet or what have you that gives a platform to neo-Nazis. Like, I cannot get my head around how anyone could actually find that acceptable. Like, I literally cannot. Or, you know, and I I can't wrap my head around people who are saying that, like, someone like me, where I feel like I don't want to buy books from Simon & Schuster anymore, where I'm getting criticized for it. No. Like, that's exactly it. Like, 
That's like insanity to me. Like it you are seriously it is. is absolute insanity because it's one your choice as a consumer, and you're saying, you know what, I'm going to shop my values. Um, you know, it's two. Like yes, it that can potentially like, there was a widespread boycott of Simon and Schuster, which honestly, the sad thing is that like people are so gutless there won't be. Um, yeah. You know, it'll be a very small community of people who, you know, pay attention and say, hey, you know, I'm not doing this. I'm not going to support this publisher. Um, but, like, let's say there was a what? I mean, I just, oh. Well, you know what is even crazier to me is that people are not only saying that there shouldn't be a boycott, but that we should spend more, more of our money. money there. Okay, that's they're the saying cool, that we should spend like, our you know what Simon and Schuster is going to see if this happens? They're like, going to see a profit bump. Yeah. That's associated with this event of finding a neo-Nazi and paying him a lot of money. Okay? Yeah. This will encourage them to do it more. Is that really what we want? That is exactly because they, I mean, they're not, um, what is, because they have an excellent. They're not going to look at this profit bump and be like, oh, it was like this marginalized author writing a really great, diverse, multicultural story. They're not going to say that. They're not going to see that. And they're not going to put more money into it. It's not going to work that way. That is not how it works. And, like, so... Uh, sorry, I'm having, like, a total... I'm, I'm seriously having an episode. Um, but it's just... Uh, I'm trying to compose myself because I get really... Well, it's like, like you were saying earlier, the money all goes into one pot. Because a lot does. of people are just like, it's not my imprint. My imprint's the good imprint. It's the other imprint. Just don't buy that imprint. Yeah. But it's all the same money. It's all, like, it's all from the top. It's the same pot. It is. I mean, and that's the thing, because it all goes, and that which is owned by CBS. Which, yeah. so that if you start looking at, like, if you start following this sort of systemic thing, so Simon & Schuster signs a neo-Nazi author, right? And they're owned by CBS, which is a major media outlet. And you start to think about this whole, um, this whole system like, by not, if we are not calling out Simon & Schuster, like, we're actually supporting this entire disgusting normalization of these neo-Nazis because of the connection to one of the major TV networks. Like, there's this, like, I started thinking yeah. about this this afternoon, and I'm like, this is, this is a really big freaking deal, right? I mean. It is. I think so. I just, and I think, I mean, and the other thing is it's, uh, all right, I'm going to calm down. And the other thing that I wanted to also talk about was I keep seeing as well um, that a lot of people in the publishing establishment, and this has been multiple people, publicists in particular I've seen, but other folks, um, authors as well, have said, well, you know, publishers need to make business decisions, and this can make them money. And that is such, that is the biggest load of bullshit that I've ever heard in my life. And I seriously hear bullshit every day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> I like the cackle, Laura. Thank you. That was excellent. <laughs> um, I mean, I work in marketing. Obviously, I hear bullshit every day. Yeah. <laughs> it's a 
occupational hazard. <laughs> but, you know, this idea that it's a business decision and that, like, somehow that, like, excuses it is... Yeah, I mean, that total bullshit. I mean... It's insane to me, again, because, I mean, first of all, like, I make business decisions every day, right? Like, I turn down work on the regular, and I get that I'm a, like, very small business myself. And you can't really compare me to a CBS-owned publisher. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, I think I actually have studied enough about business to understand that we operate with, that as a business, you can choose to operate with a certain amount of ethics or you can choose to operate with no ethics. Yeah. And, you know, I turn down work regularly from companies who don't that don't fit my values. And that doesn't mean that, you know, they're, you know, like, All the people that work there are bad people. Are bad people, but they may do something that I feel doesn't align with my values. So I'm turning down money because of that. And I know so many, because of, because of my work, I know so many other business owners, and they do that kind of thing all the time too. And I've never heard someone who says that they regret turning down money in favor of their personal values. Like, never. You know? And that's, you know, that... So Simon & Schuster, I mean, But you do hear about people who feel shitty about taking money. Yeah, you hear about that all the time. I know people who feel shitty about taking money. I mean, it's basically blood money. (laughs) Yeah, I know people who've done that. And they have been... It's been something that's not been good for them. So if Simon & Schuster just, you know, if they believe as a company that the literal only thing that matters to them is their profit and loss statement and not their values, that tells me a lot. And I can choose to not spend my money with them. Yeah. Um, And, you know, or it tells me, you know, their values actually align with neo-Nazis. And they have a history. I mean, Simon & Schuster has a history of um, pigeonholing books that are considered, you know, multicultural. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's literally, I don't know if you remember that. Um, I've read a little bit about it. It's been a while. Yeah, with their romance, um, with their romance imprints, mm-hmm. um, they, they basically made the decision to put their, um, anything that's considered African-American into um, a special line. Um, and they, because they don't, they literally do not know how to market quote unquote multicultural books, which is insane if you think about it, because the country is fucking multicultural. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, it's like, so that's they like don't, saying they like, they don't I don't know how, know how to market, market a multicultural book, but they market a neo-Nazi, like. Yeah. I mean, think about that. Like, they don't know how to market a multicultural romance. Which, to me, I'm like, okay, so that's really easy. Like, this book has a happy ending. You may want to buy it. <laughs> like, that's I mean, really yeah, easy. I mean, that's just romance, right? Right. So. I mean, it's a really easy, like, put a great cover on it. You know, like, this is not it's a hard sell. So probably going to be sexy times, that's, guys, you that's know. That's real hard. But, <laughs> but marketing a neo-Nazi is not hard. Like, what the hell? Well, that says a lot about who's working there. I think it does, too. 
And I think you know what I mean? You, I think it tells you that. That says a lot about who's working there and what those people care about. And, yeah. like. And it tells you, like, that the people in leadership, you know, they they see basically everyone else as other. But, hey, the, the neo-Nazi guy, he can, like, hop on board because we get him. Yeah. You know? Oh, it's just gross. It's yeah. gross. Well, and it's like the whole thing where people are like trying to tell people that they should compartmentalize kind of, you know, I mean, I don't know what other word to use, but they're just like, just don't buy from that imprint, just compartmentalize yeah. and don't buy from that imprint. But like these issues are systemic, like they are. from they're the systemic. top on down. It's not just about that imprint. It's about publishing in general has issues. <laughs> I mean, I, I will tell you, like, that, I mean, they just have issues and uh, with, like... It's a massive problem. It is, we're picking on Simon & Schuster here because I mean, they deserve it. people have been talking about for a while, about, like, how publishing has, like, issues, just, like, the whole system, just from, like, who buys the books, from the agents and the editors who just, like, don't know how I, to... I mean, I've told you this so many times. are not appropriate sensitivity readers for multicultural books and things like this. This is a huge systemic issue, and people are talking about this. So I don't understand how all of a sudden people are just like, oh, just compartmentalize, guys. Yeah. It's just over there. But I I will tell you, like. It's not the whole thing. It's just over there. How am I I supposed to believe that? I don't believe it. It's bullshit. (laughs) Like, I truly believe that there are a very significant number of people working in or associated with the publishing establishment who only talk about diversity because it serves them not because they actually care i really believe that like when i went that was when i went to bea last year book expo america i have never seen a wider group of people in my entire life. And I grew up in Oregon. You live in Portland. I mean, like, this is what I'm trying to communicate. Like, I am from Oregon. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, like, for those of you who don't know this, Portland, Oregon is known as the whitest city city in America. In America. Like, it was like the cool place for neo-Nazis to come in the 80s. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I heard, that they just, like, hung out downtown. They and, like, were the everywhere, main- Laura. Everywhere. I mean, and, and still, with like- that context, I've never been to a singular event that was as white as Book Expo America. Like, it completely tarnished my entire view of the publishing establishment and made me incredibly cynical about anyone in publishing's ability to affect change because I believe a lot of these people just don't give a shit. They really don't. So, and I know there's good people working hard, and I think that matters. But as an established, as an as a monolithic establishment, yeah. Like and why? You, like, like, why would they go to like, the trouble? Like, I mean, it's just like, oh, these people are doing really good work. They have one of the biggest imprints for like multicultural books right now and stuff like that. And they do. Like, do you really? Like, do you really like want to work? for a company like as a multicultural imprint that's like just gave a quarter of a million dollars to a neo-nazi how can you even want to work there i feel really badly for the people who work at that at that imprint i really do because they're gonna have to really think about 
their employer and what it and whether or not they can work there. Yeah. I mean, if I work, I mean, there, I'd and be like you know, people same... like I mean, you have to pay the bills. You have to keep the lights yeah. on. Like I, I get it, and it's totally like a get bedroom, it. But like individually, but like, yeah. I mean, I, I think it, it would be hard. I don't know if I could do it. I mean, and that's the thing. Like, I, I don't worked... know. I, I shouldn't speak for them, but yeah. for me, it would be really hard. I, you know, I've worked for people whose core values were abhorrent to me and I didn't work for them very long so I mean like because I just couldn't and like I just couldn't do it you know yeah. and I didn't know that when I took the job you know what I mean <laughs> well, it's a good, yeah I mean it's a good thing that you work for yourself now so you don't have to well I, I mean yeah I mean I think that's like you know I'm not good at working for other people I mean let's be honest um, <laughs> But I mean, I'm good at working for other people if they leave me alone. Okay, so that means you're not good at working for other people, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I saw this. I saw this. Um, crap! I need to find the um, the the tweet. Where was it? Um, from Alicia Ray, who's a um, oh yeah. She is, she's a romance writer, and um, she had a, I think she really drilled it down into a great two sentences. Simon & Schuster, books by black authors need their own special marketing. Gosh, I don't know how to do this. Also, Simon & Schuster, literal Nazi, here's a bucket of cash. And I was like, that is it. That's the problem in two sentences. Yeah. I mean, really. I mean, it's like. So I think as readers, I mean, if we're people who are invested in wanting to see better things in the world, I mean, saying, hey, you know, goodbye to Simon & Schuster is actually a really reasonable course of action. And it sucks that it hurts good people working there or who has book deals with them. Like, it really sucks. Um, But, you know, when you're in really dark times which well, maybe I feel you need like to talk to your right shitty now. employer about like not yeah. giving money to a neo-nazi I mean, then and it sucks to go out on a limb like it sucks to be the person who's like you know who's the you know the little tiny mid-list author who's like hey publisher like i'm not comfortable with being associated with you know what you've done here or to be the like editorial assistant who's like i feel really uncomfortable with what you guys are doing as a company it sucks to be that person but at the same time, like, we all have a responsibility to speak up when, I mean, this is a big fucking deal, right? This is like a literal Nazi. Oh, so, yeah. Like, I, I mean, get- I think this is like a big step to like normalizing that point of view. Actual and I Nazis. think that is scary and dangerous. It's very scary and dangerous. And I, it's just to me, like, for I just can't a society, imagine. for me, like, I mean, I personally, like, I am a person of color. Like, that's really fucking scary to me. It's really scary. Like, it's really, really scary. And, like, particularly me as a white person, like, I feel as if it's on me to, like, every every step I need to be, like, vocal about this. Because otherwise I'm complicit. Like, I really believe that. 
Yeah. I mean, and I just, I feel like some people are just like, well, the good these people are doing is outweighing this one really shitty thing. And I don't know. I don't agree with that. I don't either. Because we're talking about literal Nazis. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I just want to scream. And they just gave a quarter of a million dollar to a Nazi. Like, I mean, I just don't. I just. I'm just not seeing how the good that it was outweighing like what the, the normalization of this by this publisher and, yeah like, and that's I'm what this sorry, their, but their like, part the of normalization of that point of view is like the good that you're doing doesn't out, outweigh how dangerous and scary that is to it me is, and it I just feel like doesn't the folks who are def- who are saying oh you shouldn't boycott Simon and Schuster you shouldn't be you shouldn't be mean to them I mean that's literally what they're saying um, don't be mean to Simon and Schuster. They have to make business decisions. And I feel like, like publishing in particular, like books are such an, like a powerful piece of like a resistance movement. And to see like a publisher, like just hop on board with a neo-Nazi movement is there's something deeply about <coughs> to me. Excuse you me. Know? I mean, and this like really comes from like, to me, it's, like, a place of, like, understanding history and, like, the role of, like, books and literature and, like, all of that. And, like, it's just, it's it's disgusting and appalling. Yeah, I mean, like, in books and, like, just, like, art in general, like, music and stuff like that. And just, like, in just troubled times, which... I mean, I personally feel like we're in troubled times right now. We're in right extremely now. dark, troubling, terrifying times. Like, this is... Like, like I, I mean, just like... talk about, like, a resistance, and I, like, really, truly believe that that is the appropriate language. Yeah. And, and you're I, either complicit or you're part of the resistance. Like, if yeah. you understand history at all, that's... That's where we're yeah, at. Yeah, and, like, our... And, like... Everyone is going to hate us for getting so like political, has, Like, in every <laughs> resistance, like, art and music and, like, books, have been a huge part of that and like now this huge publishing house is like making it the opposite like so that the books won't be a part of that and that is like really fucking scary too because like I think people need we need that need the words of and the art of that resistance and if the publishing houses are going to support the other way then like I don't and maybe, honestly, this is, to me, almost, a, like, this is going to sound really cynical, but, like, a signal that, like, the sort of literary establishment is no longer something we can look to as a piece of that. And that's really yeah. sad. Like, it's that really, is really, really sad. sad. It's really, really sad, especially because there are individual authors who, like, care and are do want to do that kind of good work. You know what I mean? And some of them are at Simon & Schuster mm-hmm. right now, but just, like... Yeah. The it's, big, it's just like I said, it's just like they're just the good that they're doing just isn't outweighing, like, it's not. I mean, it's just, I mean, I can't, I cannot fathom what Simon and Schuster could do at their other imprints to cancel out helping a neo Nazi build a platform to help destroy our country. <laughs> I mean, I really can't get my head around what it is that they could do to, to balance that out. Yeah. Maybe they have some ideas. They're welcome to get in touch with me. They won't because, <laughs> you know, I'm kind of a bitch about this stuff. <laughs> so. <laughs> anyway. 
Sorry, that was like really neat. I'm sorry for the negativity. And, you know, I'm sorry, but not actually sorry to all the people who just unsubscribed because we're getting political. But like, man, that's the times we live in. Yeah. And it shouldn't be a shock. Yeah. <laughs> and like, it's not, I mean, this sounds really awful, but it's not like we make money from them doing this no I lose so money if you don't on want it. to listen to us you don't have to it's totally yeah. your choice just like, like I don't have to spend my money at Simon and Schuster guys yeah like I lose money on this podcast so if you don't like it I'm kind of okay with that <laughs> so it's, that's sort of you know that's sort of life um so I mean I don't know like aside from like not shopping at you know with Simon and Schuster like like what else can we do yeah, like, I mean, if you're saying that we sh- shouldn't do that, then we should just, like, I mean, that basically takes away, like, the tiny amount of leverage that I have. The tiny amount. I mean, I thought you made some really good points, and for people who don't follow you on Twitter, who obviously, like, are doing something wrong with their lives, right? <laughs> <laughs> if I let them follow me. That's true. Um <laughs> But you had a really, you had some really good points. And like, I think, you know, this in particular, you know, there were folks who were, who thought, who were concerned about um, the amount of Twitter furor that the Simon & Schuster Twitter account was getting. Um... And people who were upset about the publisher of that imprint having her email address posted on Twitter. Um, you know, I, you know, I think that being loud about that kind of thing, like, I think that actually can get people to pay attention. And you made that, that point really well. Um, Cause you said, you know what happens when I email corporations and they, nothing, and, nothing, literally nothing. <laughs> Like, literally, and, like, I have been through, like, I have actually emailed publishers before, like, when there's been stuff like this. I have literally never heard from one of them ever. I mean, nothing has been this extreme, but I've literally never, like, when there was the woman, the girl who wrote, um, oh, you know, remember the really racist book, not Eleanor and Park, the other one, um. The Continent? The P, no, the, um, like, the. The one where the girl goes to Hello, Korea. I love you. Yes, that one. Yeah. Like, yeah, I never heard from anyone. Like, because I they don't that. actually care. They That's the thing. It's like care. they do all this shit to make us. And so we think see that these people. We should care, and, and then just like guys, you should spend money on this art. Look at this art. And then on the other side, they're like, it's business decision. And then just <laughs> like we're giving money to a neo-Nazi, it's business. Make a choice. Are you art or are you business? Make a choice. I actually think that's a bullshit choice because I think that there's actually can be a really like great like nexus between art and business that can be like really yeah. vibrant and it's really important. But you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you don't get to use one as an excuse and then turn around and use the other when it's convenient. Um, but like they don't care. Like being loud online is literally like one of the only things. One of the do. only other <laughs> like aside of from like shopping have, with your. So your dollar, you know, aside from, like, making your dollar speak, is, like, being a loudmouth online, and it sucks. Like, I actually don't like being an asshole online, but, like... It's not my favorite thing to do. 
No, and it's I mean, usually just it's usually my last resort, honestly. It is honestly like, when you've gone through so many other things, you haven't gotten resolution. Yeah, and eventually, like if you're loud enough online and you have a big enough following, people will pay attention. Yeah, I mean, and uh, I mean, they they solve problems when you call them out online. It happens. Yeah, like, because they don't want to like, look bad. There was that issue with my sister's yoga studio a while back which is like a national yoga chain basically right and they i mean and my sister had been trying to resolve it for like a month at least i think by like working with people and emailing people and they did nothing and then i yelled at them on twitter for like five minutes and my sister called and told me it was solved like the next day yeah you know, I mean, it works, you know, yeah. and like, I mean, just like, honestly, like the privacy of email, like, it doesn't, it doesn't like, do anything. They I mean, don't care. Think of the, it does nothing. Yeah. I mean, there's a few companies like that will, if you email them, they are awesome, but it's a very few. It's a very few, like Warby Parker is awesome. You know, Zappos is awesome. Most like will not do anything until you hold their feet to the fire publicly. And, you know, like, as someone who sometimes feels really powerless, like, if I can be public and, like, help, like, shift the needle a little bit, I feel like that's time well spent. It's, yeah, it's just really, you know, and, you know, the other thing, I was chatting with someone on Twitter, um, and you can look through my Twitter feed if you want to find out who it is, but I just don't want to bring random people into this conversation, didn't know they were going to be, um, who was talking about this, and, you know, I said, and she was very upset about what Simon and Schuster was doing. And I said, you know, can you imagine the good press and support Simon and Schuster would get if they, instead of giving this neo-Nazi a quarter of a million dollars, if they had said, you know what, as a company, we, and the importance of literature in our society, we are not going to support authors who promote hate. And we are not going to support authors associated with the neo-Nazi movement. Like, I would have been out there buying a oh, Simon & Schuster, Schuster book. <laughs> I seriously, like, I would have, like, I would have gone out and bought a Simon & Schuster book today as, like, a way to support them. Because that's a, that's a gutsy move. And that's something, but, but, you know, we, like, like, we are, we are the majority in this country. Like, that's the, I mean, that's the thing. Like, those of us who are, like, against neo-Nazis are actually, statistically, the majority the neo-Nazis did not win our presidential election by any measure. They just happened to yeah. be in control, um, which is also our fucked up political system. That's a whole other discussion. Um, you know, so there's a lot of people who would have seen that as like a galvanizing thing. Like, let's support this publisher who's taking a stand. But they took, yeah. the, they took the easy way. Like, that's, man, and I can't respect that at all. Like, I have no, and I don't know how they can recover from this. Like, I'm going to have a, even if they cancel this publishing contract and they, like, say they're sorry, like. Yeah. And I keep hearing this, it's just like, oh, it's like the week between Christmas and New Year's. They're closed. That's That's why we're not hearing anything. Well, I'm just like, you know what? It's a fucking business day and this is a big fucking deal. So somebody should be fucking, saying something about this yeah and I feel like instead of just like sitting back on your ass on your vacation I feel like that's awfully convenient too like publicists work I was a publicist like in a previous career like you work 24 7 when you're on vacation you have the company phone like 
this is so shady. Like, I can't even. Yeah. <laughs> like, there, there, this was dropped, like, this was leaked during the Christmas to New Year's intentionally. I truly believe yeah. that. Yeah. Like, because they know it's going to get lost because most people aren't paying attention. And then they can go, you know, release this whenever it's releasing and they can make, you know, a decent amount of money because there's a fair amount of assholes who are going to buy this dickhead's book and they can, you know, make the sales at this speaking tours and they're going to sit back and cash those checks and be real happy because all the shit that's happening in our country doesn't affect these people. Yeah. Sorry. I'm getting And guess what? Like the imprints that are trying to do good work at Simon & Schuster are not going to get any more money out of it. Nope. Everybody is all just like, oh, the money is going to, like, it's going to go to the advances for this imprint. No, it's not. No, they're just going to, like, give the money to another neo-Nazi. Yeah, because they they're going to see a lot that of money they make something. money off of neo-Nazis and not, like, you know, their, ni- their little tiny, you know, multicultural imprint. It's bullshit. So, yeah. So, I guess by this po- at this point in time, probably everyone hates us. Probably, because lots of people agree with this, including lots of people of color. A lot of people. Very strange to me, but. You know, I think that's. That is just what has happened. It's been kind of shocking. I mean, but I feel like it's not my place to, like, say, but I've been surprised um, that there's been a. that where some of the defense of some of the teachers come from. My interests are not everyone else's interests. Well, and I guess I have less of an interest in supporting the publishing establishment than as a because I'm just a reader and not someone whose like livelihood is wrapped up in it. And oh, I guess yeah. that's where But like my my the keeping the lights on in my house isn't dependent on the publishing institute. No, thank so, God. I mean, my perspective would probably be a lot different if that was the case. And but. I, you know, I think I said to you, like, I'm really glad that I've never had, like, fantasies of being, like, J.K. Rowling or something, because, like, my investment in the publishing infrastructure's, like, vitality is relatively small. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, if they want to, like, eat themselves... Yeah, I mean, I, lo- I like books and all, but, like, quite honestly, with, like, the news that just came out today with Simon and Schuster, like, I mean, I, I don't know, maybe it'd be good for them to fail. Like, that's the way I feel. I mean, like, okay, and I know so... that's like a terrible thing to say for the employees and the people who do good work for them, but like, I mean, honestly, like, I mean, to me, it says it speaks to the fact that they believe in nothing and all they care about is the dollars, like, they don't that, care like, about. I mean, just like Anything. the huge systemic issues that I ha- that they have, they're they don't care about fixing them. No, they don't care. I mean, if anything, they're just gonna like. If anything, I think they care about figuring out a way to leverage their systemic issues to make more money. Yeah, I mean, they want to make money off of racism and hate, and they feel like that's acceptable. And I guess that tells me that I actually don't care about the vitality and success of that particular publisher and if there's other publishers yep. who yeah and you know what that's just business guys that's business they're a business right that's what they say to us so that's what i'm gonna say yeah, to them like you're a business suck it and the I, fuck up it's not personal to me it's just business yep i don't care if you fail i don't either enjoy your bed with the neo-nazi i hope it's nice <laughs> for you <laughs> Should that be a good place to end? <laughs> I think that's a good ending part. Do you have another cork to pop? <laughs>
There you go. Awesome. <laughs>